Two sages sitting in an inn, puzzled by a notorious thing, were discussing about the topic of suicide. Was it indeed a worthy enterprise? Now Degolus, who was one of the two, was a man who found pleasure in the company of few. An introvert at heart was unshakably he, but capable of tremendous mental capacity. He brought up the question to Simeon, is suicide really a sin? Is it not noble to let man self perish then persuade him to wane in life's terrible rubbish? How can we as unchained beings restrict a man's desired death wish? If all he wants is the final, should we not grant him the vial? But Simeon thought of this a ridiculous notion. It would be murder to give a man such a potion. Moreover, with your logic, I disagree. Suicide is nothing but a beggar's ecstasy. The final destination made by all fools who think the afterlife is not hot, but cool. Their self-pity encumbers their logic. They think of death as a charming little frolic. This is why I believe that suicide is useless. Why is death such an alluring nurse who promises to the weak that in her comfort their conditions will improve and not hastily worsen? Degolus thought about what Simeon presented but presently prepared his response pending for he knew there was some truth in his opponent so he sharpened his mind into unflinching focus Simeon, you may be correct about death's unknown promise, but how can your tongue speak so callous? Have you never been buried alive in life's snow, or walked alone troubled by many foes? How can you say suicide is nothing but a beggar's ecstasy, when you yourself have never been he? Do you know for certain what lies beyond earth's shores? Or is your argument based on speculation, no source? Suicide is here because it needs to be. Tis foolish to criticize that which you cannot feed. For until you comprehend a beggar's woe, your argument shall always be too slow. If a beggar seeks to drop, let him drop. At that precise moment his turbulence will stop. He will be free of the heartache which has plagued him and be lifted to the other side, whatever that may bring. Simeon interrupted with a violent response. But the other side, can you explain, brings what? More love? More peace? Where is the evidence so that I can see? Degolus, how can you, in your refined intelligence, argue based on such an ethereal reliance. Why should the body be slain from pain when life is already a transient game? Is it not more noble to suffer the arrow's scream and wolves and snakes and devilish fiends than to end one's life prematurely? Shut the book before it's complete. I understand that the beggar has woe 
satellite frozen in life's howling snow. But should he commit that dreadful act? Pain only increases from where he left it at. Family members, friends and lovers alike are forced now to marry catastrophical strife. The beggar sought to cease his pain and leave no trouble. But through his selfish act, he only made it double. Gone with the wind to the land of unknown, sailing on a ship to where nobody knows. And though death never changes, it precedes us all. Is it not better then to prolong the call? As Simeon completed his persuading phrase, Degolus seemed to halt. He lost face. How could he counter such an undeniable fact that suicide brewed more pain than it scrapped? How could Degolus, out of good judgment, argue that suicide would not torture the others? Could he lie and call it bliss that an unfortunate death would not be missed? He began to speak, slowly and calm. Simeon, my present mind state wishes you no harm. Yet I cannot revoke that which I have spoke, for there is no argument if I change my throat. So I will oppose you as I have before, to show you sweet suicide's enchanting shore. For surely every man has a right to his will. He need not worry about society's pill. The pill of what they say is always right when they would turn a blind eye to a man's inner fight. It is easy to judge when one is at distance to someone with recurring depressive persistence. That is why I understand why people commit. Not for their own gain, but because something's amiss. You said suicide is for fools, but let me rectify by revealing the real fool, suicide's alibi. You do not believe me, but I shall persist, for this is a truth that many will miss. How does one get to the point of suicide? Relieve your cold sneer and let me describe. It is because people do not wish to care. Depression is equivalented to a lonesome sphere. And because of this sphere, the troubled find no helper, no place to rest their head in stormy weather. Thus year after year they wander in solitude, hoping to find a person cloaked in rectitude that will promise to meet them where they are at. Give life to the flesh, not suck it like bats. But alas, to find such a person is rare. Tell me, why would people want to go near to a homo sapien ravished in darkness? When their sphere is branded in light, no need for the departed. The alibi of suicide is terribly clever, hiding the potency of life's magical ether. Accept it or not, we can all have a role in why a person keeps falling through a bottomless hole. So I ask you thus, Simeon, to measure your conscience. Step out of your matrix, don't heed this as nonsense. For you and I both know love heals and kills. The lack thereof
makes the desire to carry on unreal. Love can create, love can enchant, but when it evaporates, condensation is only harm. This is why suicide needs to exist. Man cannot live without love's potent mix. Simeon assessed the scene and the projected argument and was convinced that Degolus made a rational point. A life void of love is a life void of hope. The only logical conclusion is to seek out the rope. The two sages then decided that was enough for today as both their minds started to fervently sway. The argument of whether suicide was a worthy enterprise depended wholly on one's own empirical eyes. For both arguments had their merits, carefully crafted as they intrinsically sell it. Degolus and Simeon subsequently shaked hands as they were transported back to the land of the living.